0: Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at Babbel.com slash BlueWire. That's 60% off at Babbel.com slash BlueWire. Spell B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash BlueWire. Rules and restrictions apply.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the
2: world.
0: Box.
1: Welcome back to George's Box. I'm JJ. I'm Nick.
3: Oh man, Nick's not ready to be a Yankee fan. What's going on, Nick? I'm frustrated, man. This was the fourth year in a row. Uh, that the Yankees lost to a team that's way more athletic than us. Uh, we have positions like center field and shortstop, Aaron Hicks and Glaber Torres. You know, those are positions where you're supposed to have team speed. You're supposed to have athleticism. A Carlos Correa, a Willie Adamas, a George Springer. And the Yankees don't have any fast players. L- look at their infield. Gio is slow. Even DJ slow. Glaber can't run. Hicks is the center fielder, and I don't think I've ever seen him bust out an infield hit. And-, and people love to ask these questions. Why did we lose? What went wrong? What at bat? We don't have the athletes. These guys can't run. They make errors. They don't hustle. And and I keep using the Hicks example. You know, Hicks hits a double into the right field corner. He pimps it. He stands there. He watches it. He jogs into second. George Springer hits that ball. Correa hits that ball, Kiermaier hits that ball, they are going balls to the wall, they're diving into third, they're getting up clapping and screaming. And to me, this came down to a very simple factor of the Yankees don't have enough good athletes on the field. And that correlates with them not being able to stay healthy. And it's an organizational problem. Even our great players like Stanton and Voigt and Judge, they, they can barely run, they can't stay on the field. And I think Voit is very representative of... Of what this team is, right? He mashes. He's got great power. He leads the league in homers, but he's a terrible defender. He can't hit with runners in scoring position. And, you know, he comes up in a big spot in game five, first and third, two outs, and and he strikes out swinging. And to me, man, that's kind of just what this team is.
1: Do you think. My dogs are going nuts. I think someone's at my front door. Yeah. Um, Do you think that. I mean, that's just a product of the – they just don't care enough. Like, do we know that there – I mean, obviously, there's the injuries. Um, and so with injuries, guys are – you know, Voight is never going to be a fast guy. You never want your first baseman to be a fast like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Um, but some speed out of one of the corners of the outfield, obviously up the middle. Um, yeah, no, I mean, we're not – but part of it is, like, I think Hicks – has the ability to turn that double into a triple that you're talking about. And you're not you're using that as an example of an overall point. In yes, killing. that's not
3: why we lost. Yeah, that. we
1: didn't lose because he didn't take third base there. But it's just like, as a whole, your frustration, it sounds like, really just
3: boils down to, like, do you guys
1: even want to be better?
3: Yes, no, exactly. And we've talked about popular kid syndrome, and, and I think that correlates with staying on the field also. And we had guys jogging to first on ground balls in playoff games. You know, it's one thing to do that in May against the Orioles. I, I actually probably recommend that. But you know, you're you're jogging to first in game three, game four. It's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? The Rays, they they sprint on every single play, man. I love where
1: we're starting off because this is just – like we haven't really talked since – the other night
3: if you even count that
1: yeah <laughs> it's been days but like we haven't even like we haven't communicated with each other it's been days of kind of letting this fester um, you've done a smart thing you've pulled the plug on twitter
3: yeah i can't i can't be on there right now when did you get off like Friday night, you were like, "I can't." The second, the second that we lost, actually, right after we were done recording, an hour after the game, I I just couldn't be on there. I'm sure there are people dunking on me and, and adding me and stuff. And I and I don't care. What I haven't happens. seen anything. Maybe I don't know. But I but I also don't care what happens with the rest of the playoffs. Like once the Yankees are done, I'm done. Yeah, I don't give a shit. I don't give. I don't care who wins. The Astros could win. I don't care. Um, doesn't mean
1: anything to me. We lost. That's it. Yeah, I'm an all or nothing. I'm very binary on this. Like, yeah, I don't give a shit. If like, I don't know, if the Marlins made it to like the World Series, I'd probably just get some Jeter tweets off. But like, I wouldn't watch the
3: games. No, it's tough to watch the games. And I don't know it's... how people are watching these games. Like, no, dude, be I have them. no idea. I don't know. People are insane. And, dude, I love baseball. If the Yankees are in it, I'd be – like, if the Yankees were in the ALCS, I'd be watching the NLCS and still be invested. I, I love baseball, but it just – I can't be reminded of baseball right now. It's just, it just stings too much. Ticket prices are super cheap, too. It's like to 40, go, oh, 40 to
1: bucks to get in the World Series. What? Well, I guess nobody wants to go. Yeah. I mean, we were looking yeah. at it. Would have been nice. Yeah. <laughs> we were looking at going. Um I've been doing something I think you're gonna love. I've just been watching The Sopranos. Oh yes, good stuff. Just been watching The Sopranos. I have the season finale of season
3: one tonight. Ooh, wow! That's, that might be the best episode of the entire like, series.
1: So yeah, I've just been throwing myself into that and just like, yo, I just need to binge watch it. I need something that in the evening I'm not watching. Like I'm not. I, I sometimes when things like are really heating up in the world. I just go, like, CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, Fox News, CNN. Like, I just go back and forth on yeah. all that. Um, and then when it's not that, I'm just, like, flipping through, like, trying to not watch baseball. You know, like, I don't care about baseball. So I just need something that will play, and when it's over, it just pops up, like, next episode, next episode. Like, take decision make make it muscle memory every 52 minutes.
3: That's therapy. And the, the triangle between Tony Jr. and Livia in season one is just epic, man. It's, it's phenomenal. <laughs> it's, it's great. Um, but I don't know. Like, I've been trying to think,
1: like, how do I feel about this year? And I think as a whole, it's just like it's so blah of, like, uh, the season, the feeling of it being over. You know, I tweeted right after they lost like the season doesn't count anyway. Yeah. Um but like you want to win the things that are in front of you and I just don't look at what has happened what happened this season, even what happened last season or how we went from last season to this season. And I'm talking about I know there's a lot of outside factors, but I'm talking about in the f- on the field And, like, in the dugout, like, the attitude you see, the performance you see. And I don't think – we're not – we are not winning the World Series next year like this. Like, you know, every year it's like, next year we're going to reload. We're going to come back. No. There is – I have no reason to believe that this team, with this roster, like, the framework that we have, understanding who we're committed to, and our willingness to spend – It is very hard to say that the window isn't closing, but may already be closed.
3: No, I, I completely agree, and you look at the roster construction, they're all right-handed, they're all slow, they all strike out a lot. These are serious flaws, and for the fourth year in a row, we lost to a more athletic team with better starting pitching and a better manager. It, it's very simple. We've lost to Hinch and his athletic guys, we lost to Cora and, and Mookie Betts and Ben Intendi and those athletic guys and those pitchers, and now with the Rays, you know Kevin Cash and, and his horses and his athletes too, it, it's all the same thing. The, the teams we're losing to are more athletic and they have better pitching, it's it's really not- not that complicated when you take a step back I don't think yeah
1: um today someone was going on about how uh judges a gold glove outfielder and I was just like oh how many does he have oh well he would have if it wasn't for Mookie Betts that year And it's like oh if someone wasn't better like that's what it comes down to for us it's always some kind of excuse that gets around to Oh, if they just weren't better than us, because that's what it was. Last year we can say, Oh, the pitching ran where they were a better team. The Astros were oh, a yeah. better team. The year before that, the Red Sox were a much better team than us. The year before that, now there's there's the trash cans, there's the banging and all that stuff, we may have been the better team there. Like we that's actually the fought only there. One you can do that with Yeah. We fought there, but even then we still blew a three two lead. Um So, but this year, the Tampa Rays were a much better team than us. And looking at our roster, like our hands are kind of tied in a lot of places. So here's what I think we should do. Let's just kind of go around the field, position by position, talk about what's going on there, what we think could be going on in the future.
3: That that works for me. Perfect. Where do you want to start? Behind the plate. Well, we don't have a catcher. I think you got to at least talk to JT Real Muto, right? We thought we had our guy in Gary. He had two thirty homer seasons before turning 27. You know, historic power for a catcher. But he absolutely sucked this year offensively, defensively. Higgy, I know people are, are were kind of getting high on him. I don't think he's the answer either. Oh, well, no. I'm- so Higgy was –
1: that was fun. You hit three home runs. Yay. That's up there with me saying we got to put Eric Kratz in the pitch. Like this is just that's a fun silly goose time. We're just rolling with what we've got. Anyone who is like Higgy is the future.
3: (laughs) You're you're on crack. It's like the Romanites. Like the people, there were people that thought Austin Romine was going to get fifty million dollars to to start somewhere, and he got three million for one year from the Tigers. But I think we have to talk to JT Real Muto. And I think he would bring some toughness. He puts the bat on the ball, puts it in play. He's actually got good speed for a catcher. I would absolutely talk to him. What do you want to do, a catcher?
1: So Hal today said that, you know, asked about Gary for next year. He was like, well, you know, next year is next year. We'll support him in any way we can to, like, to progress, which is kind of what you have to say there. But he's coming up on twenty eight. He's got, you know, his numbers are fucking all over the place. It's every other year because people are telling me like, oh, he just he just needs to reset in the off season, And it's like, well, if that's every other year, like maybe next year is his breakout. I think that the Yankees. Put out a call. Maybe there's a meeting. I don't think they're going all in and trying to, to get real muto. I think we end up with Gary as our opening day catcher next year. I think we're going to hear a lot of all the work that he's done in the off season. Cause that's always what we hear. And this year it was one thing I've been thinking about is we heard about how he was like changing his, the way he catches and his positioning so he could frame pitch better and all this stuff. And then when he stunk during the year, when the season started, it was well. He's still adjusting to this. So imagine how bad he would have been like that whole time because he just had months to work on it. Um, I, maybe they shop him around. I don't see us going into a season with Higgy as our starting catcher. But like it, I don't know. It, maybe someone calls us about Sanchez, or maybe he's included in some kind of a uh, you know a, a deal to get a pitcher. And then
3: you know he's not untradeable right now. He's not, but his value also isn't, isn't high because he just had a terrible year. And I feel like they've given him such a long leash. They've been very, very loyal to him overall. Remember how bad his 2018 was? They let him start every playoff game. They remain loyal to him th- throughout all these years, and he hasn't really rewarded them. So I would definitely listen to any, any calls I get on Gary Sanchez. I think he has two more years of team control. Can you get a, even like a number four, number three or four type starter at some rotation depth, maybe a high upside pitcher maybe a stud reliever I I don't know what the market's going to be for him but we don't like we have too many of these homer or bust guys and that's what he is
1: you know he he had that big 2017 33 home runs hits 278 and you know defensively wasn't a huge liability arm was amazing was still throwing out everybody now then he goes 186 only hitting 18 home runs but only playing in 89 games because of injuries. And a lot of those home runs came in spurts. Like, I think in 2018, like he comes off the DL, boom, four home four runs homers. in a week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's back on again. And then um, 2019, he hits 34 home runs. He hits 232, but like the, we're not seeing the arms show off that much. The defense is getting worse. We're getting lazier. And now, after this long off season, to come in and – you know, essentially just be garbage. The only thing to say is like,
3: hey, he stayed healthy. Yeah, and he's been in the league five years, and his two best years were his first two years. Like, he's not getting better, and he's 27. This is when you're supposed to be getting into your prime and peaking, and he was better at 22, 23 than he is now. It kind of makes no sense. Is it a Girardi thing? He had his two best years under Girardi, who was a catcher. Some people said they had a fragile relationship. I I don't know, but he has not gotten better, and nobody can dispute that.
1: Yeah. I mean at the end of the day, you're a two thirty six hitter.
3: Yeah, who's not a great who's not a great defender, so I think absolutely you have to you have to look at replacing him and, and especially with the way the roster's constructed, maybe on a weak offensive team it's good to have a catcher that can hit thirty homers that maybe isn't a great defender, but we have seven guys that can hit thirty homers if they're healthy. Like wouldn't would it be better to have somebody that can just block every ball? Throw guys out, handle the pitching staff well, and clearly him and Cole, it didn't really work because he has Higgy. So
1: yeah, and if you're gonna, what's the point in having a great catcher if you don't have anybody who could throw it past the bat to get there? You know, God, yeah. So maybe maybe he is shopped. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, first base, there's been some talk now of people saying like, oh. So this is the time when people are all spending fantasy money. I mean, we kind of are as well. But we're trying to do it understanding how the real world works. There's a lot of talk of, well, obviously, we re-signed DJ. We uh, trade for Francisco Lindor. Uh, We haven't traded any of our big pieces. So we have anyone who we want to keep. Uh, But Voight is in that trade. DJ re-signs, goes to first. Glaber back to second. What are we, we're going to trade the home run king who's got who makes 600 grand a year? No, Luke Void is our first
3: baseman. Yeah, he he's going to stay and but I I don't really fault those people for at least talking about it because he's in an, he's another boomer bust guy. I mean, like seriously, when Void comes up with second and third, two outs, do you have any confidence that he's going to knock a two-out, two-strike single to score two runs? Uh, You'd be lying to me if you said yes. He might hit a home run. He might hit a home run, and he hit one home run this postseason. I'm not saying trade him, but I'm just saying, like, there's another right-handed, high strikeout, high walk, high power guy. And his
1: defense is great.
0: defense sucks.
3: But so here's where I'm going to give Voigt credit,
1: Uh, but also immediately turn that into criticizing him. He fought through a foot injury that he would have missed if this was a 162-game season. If it wasn't, the team needs someone to fucking stay in the lineup. He misses a lot of time this year, um, and I credit him for sticking with it, fighting through there, and you know being in the lineup every day. At the same time, this can't turn into another Greg Bird. It can't be the foot again. So there's still like with everything he accomplished in terms of like hitting a lot of home runs and and playing a lot of games. You got to do it again next year, otherwise I'm
3: you know, first base is an opportunity for someone. Yeah, and part of the reason part of the reason we can't trade him is he's the only guy on this team with any balls. He's the only one that ever says anything, that calls people out. He's the only one that plays hurt. He's he's the only guy with any balls, it seems. Like, you know, Judge is supposed to be the leader, supposed to be the captain. He never calls anybody out. He doesn't play. Stan's obviously unable to play unless he's feeling 100%. Voight's really the only bopper that, that sucks it up and stays out there. So you can't trade him. I, I just wish... These guys were a little bit more balanced. If he could just work a little bit on two strike hitting, you know, maybe he sacrifice some, some homers. I don't know. Obviously, he's making the minimum. You're not going to trade him, but he, he can be a source of frustration. And I, I don't fault people for exploring that possibility.
1: I'm just say, at that point with the way they're talking about it. We're taking on Lindor, who makes what, like twenty something million a year. Yeah, and and then we've got DJ, who'd go from twelve to you know he. Could come oh, back 20, 20, DJ at
3: 2025, 20, yeah.
1: Yeah, so I'm just saying you've just traded away 600000 and you're increasing your infield by $28
3: million. Yeah, not, not very efficient, although yeah. I'll go back. I mean, look at these shortstops that are, that are being talked about Javi Baez, uh, Lindor, and Story. These are the athletes that I'm talking about. Like Francisco Lindor is a five star athlete, Javi Baez is a five star athlete, and we don't have any of those. So. I have a larger
1: point I'm going to look to make, but we'll we'll get to that in a little bit. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so, Void stays, obviously. Void stays. DJ. We we have to try everything to keep him.
3: Oh, if we don't resign him, that that's malpractice. I I don't know what to say. Whatever he wants, he's the, he is the only guy that consistently puts the ball in play. He's their pretty much their only clutch hitter. He's their best defender. You can't even think about letting him walk. I. I They better not even be having that discussion.
1: I mean, I don't think that they are having the discussion of like, ah, you know, do we have someone else who could do that? I mean, he's a batting champ. He's, for the most part, you know, he's had small injuries. But over the course of two seasons, you know, nothing that isn't expected. You know, a thumb's a a freak injury. So, and, and he comes right back. Where do you think we end up with him in terms of you know, he's made twelve the last two years after, you know, not making a ton of money in Colorado?
3: Twenty five million a year for four years or twenty million a year for five years? I think around a hundred million. He's gonna be thirty two. He is thirty two. I think he's he'll be thirty three next July. I get it he's not look look, he's not young, but I think We talked about this earlier. Derek Jeter led the league in hits at age 38. DJ seems like a guy that's just going to keep hitting. I don't see him declining. He's in great shape. He's everything that you want in a ball player, man. Like, I know he's not 27, but goddamn, I just think we absolutely need him on this team next year. And I'm not necessarily worried about six years down the road because, like you said, the the window is starting to close. And that's another larger conversation we're going to have. But whatever it takes to get him in the lineup in 2021.
1: I like the idea of saying, let's get him, if we can get him for five years, right? Mm-hmm. If he, if we get him for five years and he plays second base for three and then moves to first base, you know, that that's still a good
3: contract. Oh, absolutely. He can also play third in a pinch. The guy's so versatile. It, it doesn't even matter. You, well, I'm you just want... talking being 32. At a certain point, your age yeah. does become
1: somewhat of a limitation uh especially you know he's he's a tall dude so joints will become an issue uh Mm -hmm. and he's a guy though that that's why people are talking about moving him to first base now he's a gold glove second baseman let him continue to do that because you're not replacing him with another gold glove second baseman then he can go to first later in his career And then it gives you, I don't know, I view first base as one of those like leadership positions. It's tough to be a leader as like the second baseman, maybe even the third baseman as a it's like shortstop catcher first base. It's tough to do it from center field and he can move into that role like later in his career.
3: Yeah, and I agree that right now it would be a waste to have him at first base because he is the best defensive second baseman in baseball. And at first base, you don't get that many chances to impact the game defensively like you do at second. So that's a total waste. It's one of the reasons why I hate every time they have a lead, I hate that they would move him to first and put Wade at second. It's like how much better are are you getting there? Uh, But, yeah, I I definitely want him playing second base next year. Um, Shortstop. Flavor. Had a rough year,
1: especially defensively. Um, I think there was a lot of pressure on him to hit 38 home runs because he hit 38 home runs. You know, or like the equivalent. I'm going to talk in full season uh, numbers. But, you know, to have that same season again and to be an all-star again and and all those things. And he ended up with a negative war. Um, He hit 243, which is not what you want you know, out of those contact positions. Terrible. He hit three home runs this year, and he only played in 42 games. So, you know, he would have missed about 60 games in a regular season, you know, if you're blowing everything out. it's. I want to just look at it as saying, hey, rough year, rough stuff going on. The whole world's kind of crazy.
3: You know where the flaws are now. Spend the offseason fixing it. See, see, you're talking about pressure, mental. I disagree. I just think the guy physically is not a good defender. He's had a negative, he's had negative defensive metrics at second, at short. Pretty much every year he's been in the league, overall, he's he's been in the minus. Just look at him. The guy does not look like a shortstop. Look at look at Carlos Correa. Look at Javi Baez, Lindor. Watch them play defensively, and then look at Glaber. There is a big difference. He's 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 kind of stocky. He's not like a tall, athletic looking shortstop and he's making key errors in big games I think he made the most errors of any shortstop this year even in the 42 games I mean he's definitely not a shortstop to me and and I don't really know where he can play defensively if we're we're having a real conversation it's funny because
1: I'm going to show my age you know I can remember uh learning about early on in my life how people thought Cal Ripken was too tall to play shortstop, and that opened the door for, like, for an A-Rod. For, it used to be smaller guys, and now we've gone kind of almost full circle.
3: Yeah, it's the opposite now.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, smooth guy. Uh, we don't have another option right now, but I, I want to keep him on the team. I want to keep him within course, the organization. Of
3: course, of course.
1: But if there's another shortstop out
3: there that becomes available, you got to look at it. Yeah, and it, the, the trifecta the next offseason, like we've said is Lindor, Baez, and Story, you could give Glaber one more year. Like, Glaber, full season, short, no more bullshit. You can either play short or you can't. And if he falters, then you can sign one of those three golden shortstops. I'm I'm fine doing that, but they, they have to be prepared that this guy is not the shortstop for the next decade because he just he hasn't looked the part and he wasn't good at second either. He was not a great second baseman. He made a lot of errors there, and it's just like you know at some point you have to show that you're a good fielder. And and the the way the way to test it when a ground ball gets hit to him you don't feel good you don't no. feel comfortable. So that's all that really matters.
1: I agree with you. It's good. I think that you have to give him another year. What's kind of crazy is based on what we just saw for the season. I have his baseball reference pulled up. And in there okay. like they did like simulated seasons for every game. They had him batting two ninety one and hitting uh forty six home runs. Wow. Um boy were they off.
3: But one triple. <laughs> Those projections are yeah, are so funny. Obviously, we still want him on the team, but you don't want him to turn into another guy where it's like, oh, he's a great hitter, but he doesn't really have a position, and that's what I fear with him. So
1: I think we both agree that yeah, unless something presents itself, and it's a great deal for you, you would let him have one more season at it and then figure out where you are after next season heading into a big – free agent class
3: yeah to me it's almost like a probation season it could even be you know at the first half mark at the trade deadline if he's playing like shit and Lindor and those guys are on the block to be sold right before yeah you know their free agency maybe you do it then like like to me it's a very probationary thing because he hasn't he hasn't shown it at all I mean he had his first two seasons were
1: good um
3: hitting, I, hitting yeah offensively yes
1: yeah so it's it's a tough position to be in uh, and so you just got to hope it's a down year. Plus, you have a great relationship with his dad that we yes, want to throw away. Yes, yes,
3: for sure, for sure. We don't want to mess that up.
1: Um, Geo at third base. I mean, there you go. Just he's our third baseman.
3: Yes, I don't think we even need to talk about that. He makes no money. He's 28.
1: He's yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he made an error in game five. That
3: happens. You yes. Know? Um. All right.
1: So let's talk about the outfield. Mm-hmm. Brett Gardner is no longer a New York Yankee. Can we agree on
3: that? Uh, I don't know, man. He was he was showing. You don't want him back. Maybe as the as the fourth or the fifth outfielder. I agree that Clint should be the starter and left, but you don't want his his presence as the fourth or the fifth one.
1: No. Okay. Um, because what's that going to cost you?
3: Five million, I'll say. They they have a ten million dollar option that they're not going to pick up, but I think they could settle between four and six. Gun to my head. I mean, yeah, postseason.
1: Yeah, but I think it's very easy to forget that he's not good at baseball anymore. Yeah, that's a good point. And he's older. And if you're gonna have your fourth guy, like your fourth outfielder, going back to what you started this whole thing
3: about, have that fourth outfielder be an athlete. So, would you rather have Talkman in that spot, or do you want to find like go go sign somebody for that spot? Assuming it's Stanton, Judge, Hicks, and Fraser the top four, like yes. filling that yes. spot. Yes, so
1: that's just like that is my that's my outfield, unless of course we can trade Aaron Judge for anything worthwhile.
3: Yeah, which you have to explore. I am, but I am not. I'm definitely not in the let definitely let Gardner go category. There's, I would be fine if they brought him back because he can also when Aaron Hicks inevitably. Strains a quad or a hamstring or whatever. Gardner can also play a decent center field, so he has some value there. Uh, Clint can't do that. Judge can't do that. Stan can't do that. Uh, Talkman, I guess, could, but Talkman has to. Talkman has to. I like. I think Gardy's better than Talkman.
1: Right now, We're in twenty twenty one,
3: dude. I'm not. I was never convinced that Talkman was like a good major league player. I don't think Talkman's a great
1: major league player. I think he's better than what will be a turning thirty eight year old Brett Gardner who has good defense, but his speed is getting away from him. And uh you know, so you can't pinch run him at all. Uh and just like offensively, not good. I mean he hit two twenty three this year. Yeah, he can't hit. It. He, he can't hit two fifty one the year before. That's what gets him a big deal. He hit two thirty six year before that, and twenty seventeen was you know the big year where he went deep twenty one times, and you know nineteen he went deep twenty eight times.
3: But now it's the ball, and that's the ball. Yeah, but this is why I have a problem with that, Jack. Is that I don't trust any of my other outfielders to stay healthy. But do you trust? And he does. Me? But I'd rather have
1: somebody like uh you know a Florial who's got to step up than going back to a an old man who can't you know who just who's not playing every day because he has struggled not when he doesn't play every day. And you can't commit the, that time to him. Because Clint yeah. Frazier has had a couple of great seasons. He stayed healthy this year, kept his nose out of trouble, kept his hair cut, maybe snuck in a little bit of a beard under the mask, was an example <laughs> for like, you know, how to act in you know, these situations,
3: you know, yeah. no, no, it, it, it's tough. And I, and I do. Like I said, I do think Clint deserves a spot. It, it, it's just tough because you can't deny that he does bring things that nobody else brings in terms of you, he never has a bad at bat. He's left handed. He's a solid defender. He's and had, he had some bad home. at bats. He's had some really bad at bats. I'm thinking about the playoffs, man. Regardless, the wait is finally over and football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get out on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word, BetOnline. You're online sportsbook experts. Even though sports had a break, your business did not. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which is going to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is the best offer available anywhere. Go right now to indeed.com/slash/bluewire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. Let's talk about Iron Hicks. Let's talk about center him. field because this guy to me is kind of an enigma because he's got the high OBP, he's got a decent WRC plus or OPS, some of those advanced metrics, but he, he's a 240 hitter. He's kind of slow for a center fielder, and, and I just kind of feel like he is what he is. I, I, how do you feel about
1: it? Um, You've seen Bull Durham, right? Mm-hmm. So all the things you said are true, but, you know, he lollygags to first. He lollygags to center field. He lollygags to the gap. He's a lollygagger, yeah. you know? <laughs> he, is. He, is. he got the contract, and, like, yeah, obviously he didn't get the huge contract because he's not a huge player. He's never been an all-star, but he got the, like – Generational wealth, seventy million dollar contract, gets to be the center fielder for the Yankees, and struggled with injury last season. Was around this season, you know, came back without, you know, missing time from Tommy John surgery, and then yeah, just seemed to lollygag. I think there's uh, a certain element of just, you know, kind of jogging through it. Like, ah, who knows if this season's even going to finish once it got started? And I think it got away from some guys. I think across the league this happened. These guys were ramping up in spring training, shut it down. Then, oh, we're getting going. Oh, we've got this summer camp. Ah, the Marlins are testing. A lot of people testing. Oh, oh wait, we're going to keep playing. We're going to keep – oh, I'm not ready. You know, he just – he didn't seem great this year. He, but he's another – I mean, what are you going to do? We, we just have to hope that there's some kind of stressing of, like, guys, let's get prepared in this offseason because this window is closing
3: yeah, and, and he does good things, like I said, he he gets on base. He has a great arm. To me, he almost seems like more more of a corner outfielder. I mean, your center fielder has to be one of your best athletes. Like you like I, I'll keep talking about and I'm getting repetitive, but like when we watch George Springer, he flies around the field, he makes amazing catches. He, he steals bases, goes first to third on a single. and Hicks doesn't do any of that. and and that's one of the few positions where you know you could still have a super athletic guy and he's just not that. I, I'd almost love him as just a you know, a left fielder a right fielder and this is almost a moot point because we're committed to him for five six more years whatever it is but it's just like it's tough to have somebody that they can't really run as your center fielder
1: <laughs> well I think it's one of those things where like eventually yeah his arm's gonna play great in right field somewhere you know he'll make crazy throws to third base maybe I mean we haven't really seen him on cork at a ton this year Um but like for right now, I mean, he's our center fielder. You know, it's almost like uh,
3: is what it is. I don't really know. Yeah, what else it's to like say. why do we even? And, and and it's it's almost a waste of time for us to talk about it. I do think their plan is to let him play center field for two, three more years, and then whenever Dominguez is ready, even if it you know twenty twenty one, I think they're just going to go right from Hicks to Dominguez, and that'll be around when Hicks is like 33, 34, so that that kind of lines up. But to me, Hicks is what he is. He's never going to be a star. He's frustrating at times, but he also does some good things. It's it's like with Hicks, it there's just a lot of gray. You know, there's it's not really like a black or white thing. Like he just he does some things well, he's really frustrating in other areas, and he is what he is.
1: Listen, if he can go out there and hit two fifty and find, you know, twenty home runs and stay healthy, I'll take it. You know? If he gets on base, please use it. But like he can't be our three hitter.
3: Oh God, no! He Lead off eighth or ninth, in my opinion. Yeah, first, we need. Eight, first eighth or ninth,
1: and it's not his fault that he's hitting third. We just we need to have guys healthy and really reshape our lineup.
3: No, you're you're absolutely right. Um, so we we kind of agree on that. Now, do you want to do Judge and Stanton just in their own category because yes. they're basically the same the same person, the same yes. player? All right, I'll let I'll let you start with this. I this mean, i kind of your thing,
1: Giancarlo Stanton is a New York Yankee for the next 200 years. Like that just is what it is. We can't trade him because of the size of his contract and he's got the no trade. There hasn't been enough that has happened where like he feels scorned by the Yankees or by Yankee fans that he would approve a trade or want to get out of here. Unless maybe it was like the Dodgers, but you know, that's not going to happen right now. They, they don't have that kind of bandwidth to take on where it would make sense for us. So, it is what it is. You, you hope that he can. I hope that he can play a little defense next year.
3: You know? Yeah, I think he's done in the field no matter what. I, I'm hoping
1: that there's something that he can just not be a black hole at the DH spot. He's only
3: 30, he'll, he'll be 31. He's not 36. You're right, but do you 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 honestly think they're even going to try it or risk it? I mean, they had him in the outfield for three days in spring training, and he strained his calf, and they basically said fuck it at that point. Yeah, I mean, I think you have to try it. Okay, I I think you're still. I mean, I I see. I wouldn't do it, and I would just hope to get ninety to a hundred games out of him at, at DH, and 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 take your thirty bombs.
1: Oh God! Imagine spending that much money
3: for. 80, 90, 90 or hundred games. Dude, that'd be months. good. Look at the last two years. I'd be thrilled if if he can play ninety. If he can DH for ninety games next year, I will be ecstatic. It's better than twenty. <laughs> it is. Oh, that's just so bad, dude. It, you know what else? It's, you know why else it sucks? Is because you look at Manny Machado, Christian Yelich, and Bryce Harper. They all play every single day. Yeah. And those were the four guys, and we picked the one that doesn't play. <laughs> But he's on the team, and we love him. And he, yeah. you know, he matched in the was playoffs. Great. He was great in the playoffs. We can't sit here. Like, this, yeah. he's not the guy to be bad mouthing today.
1: Yeah. We just got to hope to get more out of him. I hope whatever it is that he did last off season, he does not do that again because that didn't fix anything and just, you know, gets his
3: legs under him. I do think it was big to get that postseason confidence, and, and now nobody can question his clutch gene or all that other bullshit that the Yankee fans like to do. The guy has proven that, that he can hit in the postseason, and it'll be nice going into the playoffs next year that we have that monkey off our back.
1: I also think that it helps, and we'll talk about this later, um, that there weren't fans. like be, We'll be happy to see anyone. It doesn't, like, doesn't matter who you are. Run Ricky day out there. I'm going to fucking cheer. So people will be more just excited to be around less booze. So let's talk about Aaron Judge. Absolute waste of a season. Um, I think people still love him. Fans still love him. I brought up in August the idea that we should look at trading him. And people thought I was crazy over time. More people have gotten on my side. He had a terrible, terrible postseason. The idea of, well, he's always there and always delivers in the postseason, didn't play through this year. He played 28 games. If we had started the regular season on time, he wouldn't have been back until July anyway. Um, he probably just would have played the same amount of games that he ended up playing. Uh, we have two more years of control, and he doesn't have a ton of value right now. And he's not a guy that you can shop. You can't shop him around. It has to like be kind of like an out of nowhere. You can't have him on the trading block because there's going to be too much fucking chatter out there. Too many articles. Oh, especially too in many, New York, yeah. Too you, many distractions.
3: To win the World Series, your stars have to perform like stars. Last year was Rendon and Soto for the Nationals. Two years ago, uh, J.D. Martinez was dominating, whoever the case is. And Aaron Judge did not play like a star this postseason. I know he had he had three home runs, but you know, two of the two of them were solo shots and I think he had one other single. He also didn't draw a ton of walks and and I was one of the people in twenty seventeen and twenty eighteen that said he was a gold glove caliber defender, but you are lying to yourself if you are watching this guy play right field and you think he's still a gold glove caliber defender. I don't know if he obviously is always nursing something, but he does not look as athletic and as spry as he did in twenty seventeen and look he just he just didn't get it done. I don't like and it, you know what sucks is the first two weeks of the regular season when he was healthy and he had nine home runs after the first, I don't know, twelve games or something and it was like, All right, this is the revenge tour. He's back, he's healthy. It all fell apart. He he was so disappointing this postseason, man, not not getting any really many big hits. I know he had the Homer in game five, but very disappointing and like he can't hit one fifty in the playoffs if you're gonna win the World Series. Can't happen.
1: No, you can't be a, sorry, I've said all along, like, he's a good baseball player when he's healthy. Problem is, the when he's healthy is not often enough. So, I think he's similar to me, I'd be, I'm open to trading him. People think I like, I'm dying to trade him. My preference would be that he just plays better baseball uh, by being healthy, but. If he can just to me he's he's in the glaver territory of like what is this what what are you are you injured all the time are you a 150 hitter like what or are you going to hit 275 find your way to 35 home runs and play some good outfield
3: while playing 135 games Yeah, this guy's going to be 29 next year. You got to remember, this is not a kid. You know, we we think of him as this young baby bomber or whatever. He's going to be 29 on opening day of next season. We got to find out what he is, man. And he's got to put the ball in play more. I know. And look, I'm the first to admit that he gets fucked more than anybody on low strikes. But, dude, figure it out. You got to figure it out. He did not put the ball in play enough. Too many bat at bats, too many strikeouts in the playoffs. And. I mean, how many games, if somebody put a gun to my head of how many games he's playing next year, I'd say, you know, between 90 and 110. And 110 would be like, I'd be thrilled.
1: Played 102 last year, 112 the year before.
3: And he would have played, like you just said, if this was an actual season, what, 40?
1: Yeah. But people talk about him like he plays 158 games a year.
3: Yeah, and the concern for me is, like I said, and I don't know if you agree with this specifically, but like in 2017 and 2018, he looked really athletic and fast, and now he, he kind of looks slow and a little lethargic out there. He, I don't know. He doesn't look like the same athlete.
1: So, obviously, you know, he's he's struggled with injury, and he's big, and that contributes to it. Do you think we see, like, some kind of dramatic change like, i feel like we don't hear a lot about his off seasons we don't see a lot of he do the instagram posts of the workouts we don't hear about it like we hear about what gary's doing every off season you he's know, a low-key
3: guy yeah almost.
1: i mean Stanton ends up on tmz yes you know oh because you're like oh here i am on rodeo driving my workout stuff like just yeah, gotta yeah, yeah. pump in um <laughs> do you think we hear about some big change he made
3: I don't know what what he can really do. I mean, he's such a big guy naturally. When you're six seven, and I think he's around two ninety. I mean, how much how much weight can he lose when you're six seven? I yeah. I, I, like, I mean, to we worry. Voigt, I don't know what he what can he do. Voight lost twenty pounds, and you know it helped him some. I don't know yeah, what maybe it is. He does. Maybe he does need to lose weight because this this isn't this isn't working. And and the problem is is it's you know in twenty nineteen he got hurt the, the third week of the season. Last week he was hurt in. February, like, he's not even, he, it's not like he's getting to July and then breaking down, like, he's hurt from the jump. Do you think the front office is thinking about trading him? I don't think they're thinking about trading him, but I definitely think they're not even thinking about extending him right now. Like, the idea with him is, dude, you need to play 140 next year if if you want a contract. I, I mean, I don't think that's debatable at all.
1: Yeah, and that's not even just from us. Like, that's from anywhere. It's almost like all the guys who are supposed to be, like, our future just peaked, like, two seasons too early.
3: <laughs> Dude, that's that's a problem. Like, in like, the three that we were told the trio was Judge, Sanchez, and Severino. And they pretty much all had their best year in 2017. And are, are, you look at those three. Are those three guys going to be the, the pillar of a dynasty? Sanchez doesn't have a job. Sevy's still hurt. And Judge is hurt every year. It's It's been tough. Definitely didn't see those three shaken out like this. Sure.
1: Do you wonder if maybe it's just, like, an organizational issue and we're just soft as shit? Because you look about it, we bring in um – we bring in DJ, we bring in Cole, guys who played in other organizations come in with just like a little more fire.
3: 1,000, 1, 1,000%. You can tell, like watch the Rays, the way they interact in the dugout, they're jumping around, they're screaming. Kevin Cash is, is kind, of a, kind of a bulldog and then when we have Boone, the nice guy. We're, we're like the nice, polite guys. Yeah, you know, that don't wanna that it's like it's it's frustrating, dude. I think we have a serious, a serious toughness problem, man. All of them. I, I really do. So yeah, I mean it's I'm so depressed
1: talking about all this. I thought I'd handle I know, it better. I, I, the um I mean, it's gotta be do or die on judge. This year, you know, in terms of like, hey, you are what you are, because if he comes out and he can't stay healthy and he hasn't done the things to prepare um, or he pushes too hard. And that's another thing I worry about with these guys. You know, when we talk about Voight in the playoffs, when we talk about Glaber all season, when we talk about Judge in the playoffs, there's a, a pressure that I worry about them, you know, feeling.
3: There is, and you brought up a toughness problem. I, I think they have an entitlement problem in that they walk around and act like they've already won when they haven't. Like for instance, when they were going into these elimination games this year, and judges like, "We've been here before. We've had our back against the wall. We're used to this." It's like, dude, you guys have shit the bed in pretty much every big elimination game you guys have ever played in. What do you mean you've been here before? What do you What do you mean you're used to this? You guys always lose in, in the big spots. So, and they walk around, and I think part of it is being a Yankee. Part of it is the success of past teams, whether it be the 90s or go all the way back, and they just have this entitlement thing where they walk around and act like they're champions, and they're not. Yeah,
1: I mean, I said, I've said a few times. The, some of the quotes we were getting at a judge, I really did not like. It wasn't our sweet, humble 2016-2017 boy who runs in first to high-five everybody. It was a guy who thinks he hit fucking 50 home runs every year and has a World Series ring and a gold glove.
3: Yeah, and the, fir- and the first one, I, lo- I love how he always bring up the gold glove thing. But the-, the first time he pissed us off is remember when the season started in July and he was like, I told you guys I'd be ready for opening day. And I thought that was a joke, but it, like once I realized he was serious, I was like, dude, you sound like such a douchebag right now. Yeah.
1: No, I I think there, and I don't know. I mean, you, he's got to get paid, but I need less fucking Jersey Mike commercials.
3: Oh, I'm so sick of those. The fucking the Pepsi and the get an Aaron's way and, <laughs> and the chips. Uh, let's limping. Oh <laughs> yeah, that's, you get a you get a turkey that had a strained yeah. leg <laughs> before yeah. it before it got slaughtered. Pitching staff. Our pitching staff starting wise was Cole and then Prey. Yeah. They have serious rotation issues. Uh, I'm not counting on Severino coming off of Tommy John to do that much. I think we have serious you know the problem is we, we signed the best free agent pitcher ever and we still have a shitty rotation. Like what the fuck? So I mean Sevi, realistically, what are
1: we looking at, you think? May, June?
3: I think June, but you know, people talk about getting your feel back and it takes time. The other thing is he wasn't good second half of eighteen, wasn't good in the eighteen playoffs, wasn't good for the five games he played in nineteen. So if you're expecting twenty seventeen Sevi, I just I would Pump the brakes on the expectations with him.
1: Yeah, we're hoping he figures something out by maybe the playoffs.
3: Yes. Like,
1: I think if we realistically, if everyone just agrees, and I know we signed him to a contract and there was all this hype for him, but we're not paying him a ton of money. If we just view him for his contract as in like a number four, maybe a number five starter for next year for when we have him, that's the starting point. Anything above that is plus side for us.
3: Yeah, the problem is we as it's constructed now, we need him to be a, a great number two. We need that dominant one two punch, Snell and Glass now, Scherzer and Corbin or whatever the case may be. And we just kinda have Cole and then the maybe Tanaka will have it, maybe Paxton will have it. I think we need a stud at number two to win the World Series. Not a good guy or fringe guy an ace. We need two aces is what I think.
1: Yeah, I mean it's what you see on every team that wins. So price,
3: price and sale a couple of years ago. Exactly. The Astros. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. You just, you need two, sometimes three guys, you know, you need two and a half. So we've got Cole and there's hope that Sevial will become something that like realistically every, every part of what you said at the beginning was logical. And then you were just like, but we need him to do something totally different. So, yeah. you know, like, so let's just like, have measured expectations here. Tanaka. So Paxton's gone, right? Paxton's gone. Yeah. It's not even, yeah. Well, don't even clean out your locker. We'll mail it to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tanaka, shaky playoffs. Um, I mean, it's been a shaky seven years. There is a rumor that his old team from Japan is offering him Twenty million a year to go back for like five years and pretty much like do whatever you want. Do you think he tucks tail and goes home as a three seven four pitcher?
3: Yeah. See, I think that makes a lot of sense because if the Yankees don't want to bring him back badly enough, I don't think he's really itching to go play in the Midwest or, or go play in Florida. And I think he's also just a very loyal guy. And he might say, you know, the Yankees are my American team and these rec- – I don't know how to pronounce it. They, yeah. I think they're called the, the Golden Eagles or whatever, are my Japanese team. I think it's either Yankees or back to Japan. I do not think he will play for another major league team. And I, I think it will be Japan because we'd be stupid to give this guy $20 million a year.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we just paid him out, you know, 22 23 over the course of his career. Um, if we could get him for like – Three years fifteen a year,
3: do do yeah that? the problem is yeah, I would, but the problem is he's another number four type guy that we'd be asking to be a number two, which is what we asked him this year, and he's not a number two on a championship team. People wanted to blame the weather for the first playoff start, which was fine the, the oh my God, the start against the Rays was awful and last year against the Astros, he was awful in, in game four, so his last three playoff starts have been bad. So can we stop with the playoff Tanaka thing?
1: Yeah. No, I mean, you, trust me, you're preaching to the choir here. Yeah, no, I know. Um but if you could get him in like that 12 to 15 range. And again, we're not saying he's the number 2, but like we need arms, we need someone to throw in that spot, we need some veteran presence. Um I think it's something that you have to look at.
3: Yeah, no, exactly. I would give him it would be the type of thing where we have a number, ten, twelve million a year, whatever it is, fifteen million. Take it or leave it. I'm not breaking the bank for this guy. I would rather have a higher upside, high velocity guy, higher ceiling guy than a guy like I just feel like Tanaka with his lack of velocity. He relies so much on pinpoint accuracy that if it's the ball's two inches off the wrong spot, it's getting hammered. And there's just there's very little margin for error with a guy like that. Yeah. So I'd like to see him
1: come back. And realistically, not be the number two. Um, I'm surprised you want him back after this after this playoff. Well, it depends. So we'll talk through it. Um, Domingo Herman coming back. We have no idea what we're going to get from him.
3: Yeah, he's healthy, I guess. But yeah. he could
1: be amazing. He could be terrible. He could die before spring training. I mean, we all could. But like you have no idea what this guy's doing because he's kind wild of a wild card. card. Yes. Obviously incident with domestic abuse. Then he's on um you know, then he's on Instagram Live. Now he's working out in Tampa, but it's not the complex, like weird. So and you can't count on him to be a number two or a number three. No. Um but hopeful but we can I think we can count on him to battle in spring training. And then you're looking at we've got Montgomery. We've got Schmidt, we've got King, all guys who could be in the rotation. So, and, you know, Haps obviously gone. So, we've got a one, and then maybe one or two threes, but they're possibly fours and a bunch of fours and fives. And Gar- And we've got Garcia, too, who, you know, could be a three, maybe.
3: Probably a spot, on, spot on. We have one. We have one and a bunch of fours. The problem with Garcia is, man, we didn't get to see what he could do in the postseason because they fucking pulled him after the first inning. Look, if, if Davey had gone out and given you five innings, one run in that game, two with with eight strikeouts or something, you could be like, all right, this guy is slotted in. He's the number three next year whatever. But now he, he falls more into that other category with the other guys that we don't know yet. And I am just so frustrated that they didn't give him. That, that full opportunity. Um, I do think he'll be in the rotation next year, obviously, but you can't count on, like, everybody loves Clark Schmidt and everybody likes Gumby, but you can't count on any of those guys to be a number two.
0: Yes. You
1: just can't. You don't feel comfortable with it. You know, so we've got to bring someone in. So one, one option would be you could package some of those guys. We've talked about a lot of guys who could possibly be traded. Talked about, you know, as high as Judge... Even Gary being part of something where you get, you know, a veteran back, someone who could slide in that. I don't know who that is. I don't know the full trade market yet. Another option is we look at backing the Brinks truck up one more time and go after Trevor Bauer, who has said, he said before that he wouldn't take a multi year deal anyway anywhere i feel like he might be softening on that and um he said that him and cole don't hate each other anymore but i don't like obviously you just see him go out there and he he win a Cy young and you want him but i don't think the yankees are going to sign a guy who's got his own media company and vlogs everything
3: i don't think they will sign him but i will say this uh, going into the 2004 season, I thought that Kurt Schilling brought a real fuck you, you know, we're going to go out and dominate, real kick-your-ass mentality to the Red Sox that that, that they were kind of missing. Yeah. And I think right now our clubhouse is missing that. Like I said, we have a, a bunch of nice guys, and, and Cole's a great leader, but I, I kind of think we need an asshole. Like We need a guy to walk in there and stir the pot a little bit and, and call people out and, and be in a little bit of an enigma. And like I said, if this clubhouse – had gone to three World Series in a row, and you don't want to disrupt it, fine. I get it. This clubhouse hasn't won shit, and I think we could use a personality like that for sure. Especially if he's coming off of a Cy Young award.
1: Because, you know, obviously Cole just missed out right before, you know, right before we signed him. But for all, like, the stuff we have on our team, none of our guys have won shit. Couple rookie of the years.
3: Yeah, dan has got
1: an MVP, and he's got injury problems
3: on the Marlins. His MVP, yeah.
1: yeah. Cole's been you know close somewhere else, but if you bring in and now you've got you know, like do you risk sacrificing team chemistry for it on a team that really has no chemistry and has no identity? Like they're between identities right now. They were it was the end of the CC and you know Club One Sixty One. To like, ah, kind of what are we, Cole, taking over a little bit, setting the tone, we're going to work, you know, we're going to be hard workers, which not everyone was. And then you can just bring in another guy who's the same, who's going to go out there every fifth day and battle for you. it's some, It's a conversation they need to have. And, you know, some of that's going to be around, honestly, off the field stuff, his vlogging and things like that. It would be access to the Yankees. Like, I think that's part of the reason I want him, too. I'd love to see some behind-the-scenes shit for the Yankees. But I don't think that's going to be a fit. And then I wonder, like, where do we go from there? So, you know, obviously Tanaka is available. Um, but, you know, Marcus Strowman.
3: Hell no. Like, I don't, I don't want
1: to go anywhere near I don't him. think we want him. No, you know, not a winner. Um
3: So you're looking at the free agent market. I'm calling Theo Epstein. I'm calling the Cubs. That, that core, that window, whatever they had is clearly done. They haven't won a playoff series in three years. I'll ask about Kyle Hendricks first. You know, I know they have John Lester and I I know they have a third. Is it Quintana is the third pitcher? So I'm calling them and I'm also calling the Indians who love trading stud starting pitchers and I'm asking about Carlos Carrasco. So that's, you know, from the trade market. That, that's kind of what I'm doing. This isn't this isn't a free agent class like last year where you had Cole and you had Strasburg, right? We, you just went through it. It's a weak class after Bauer. I, I'm calling the Cubs and I'm calling the Indians and I'm trying to pry one of those guys away. Um, uh,
1: yeah, I mean that's as I try to look at who we sign. Like Bowers, that like pie in the sky, but then like you said, you know Stroman, you don't want him. You worry about them going with um. Like when you like looking at Mike Minor or we've been obsessed with Robbie Ray for forever.
3: No, no. no. <laughs> you know, Matt, just, Matt Boyd. Some people like Boyd on Detroit. Yeah. Trade for <sighs> Quintana. Oh, the-
1: Quintana is a free agent from the Cubs. So, oh, he is. You know, but now we're getting into the space of like these guys aren't going to command super huge contracts.
3: Nah. Oh, and the Cubs have Darvish too. That was done yeah. when I was friends. Like the Cubs have quality starting pitchers, and they're not. They're not good anymore. So, and Theo obviously and Cashman know each other. They have some sort of relationship. Uh, I don't know. The Athletics are always trading guys. I, I think that if they're going to make a move on the pitching side, I think it's going to be the trade market. Also, remember with Hap gone and Paxton gone, I believe Gumby's the only lefty remaining. So you might want to add another lefty right, baby, just to have one. Oh, God, I want Carrasco is. If I had my druthers, I, like the Indians love, like I said, the Indians love trading away. Good starting pitching. I mean, if you're going to trade anything
1: with the Indians, now you're having a bigger conversation. You're talking, yeah. you know, Lindor comes up in conversation there. Um, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see like kind of how things take shape because you've also got to factor in like the economy of the economy of the sport. There, you know, there is no guarantee for, so first of all, Do you think that April 1st, one, the Yankees are playing at Yankee Stadium, and two, there are fans there?
3: Uh, Yes to both. I think it'll be at somewhere between, I'll say 50% capacity. But they are not going to lose. They are not going to give up revenue for a second year in a row. Last year they were kind of caught off guard with all this, and they, they did it on the fly. Right now the owners have four, five, six months to figure out a way to have fans. I mean, there's already fans of the world. Yeah. Center, so I do think they will figure it out. I think 50, I'll say 50% capacity on opening day.
1: Fan, the owners have said that they're not doing it without fans again. Like they'd rather yeah. not start playing than do it without fans again, which I get, you know, especially if it's been a full, like it's been a calendar year, um, you know, and just saying like, I don't know, you guys didn't fucking wear masks. So what do you want us to do? I am very hopeful for April 1st. Uh, I think, you know, if we get a a vaccine in a timely fashion, you know, we'll get there. And it'll be like, hey, if you got the vaccine, you feel good. If you don't have the vaccine, I mean, you shouldn't go, but you can do whatever you want, you know. So it's tough. It's tough because without that guarantee of money, the way like we normally approach it, there are going to be teams that don't spend, which... I don't, I'd understand if we fell into. I don't want us to fall into. My hope is because we are a cash rich organization, we buy on the dip. People aren't offering a lot of money. Great. We can offer a little more than not a lot and an opportunity to, you know, build a a special team.
3: I would hope for that, but you can already hear them saying, you know, Cole was the big big purchase last year, the revenue, like their payroll was around 240 this year. I think they're going to dip it under, I think 225 is the second tier of the luxury tax. I think they're going to, it'll be around like 215, 220. Like they're going to let Paxton go. They're going to let Hap go and they're not going to replace all of those dollars. No. And and I I think think the, the hope is that overall
1: you end up with, uh, where you still have Tanaka and you still have DJ and they just kind of like switched the amount of money they made, you know.
3: Yes. No. Yeah. And look, that's there's a lot of money coming off the books. Hap I think is seventeen. Tanaka's twenty five. Paxton made twelve. I mean, that's, there's that's, no questions about Ellsbury. Oh wow, that's finally done. <laughs> because oh God, a- that, Ellsbury, we released
1: him, and then like the world fell apart. But he was, we were saying he violated his contract. He was going to say like he didn't. So, and that was a decision made after the fact. But, like, there is no way that the Yankees owe Jacoby Ellsbury any money for next year
3: at you all. Know what's what's crazy? Him and Tanaka both signed seven-year deals the same offseason, and the Ellsbury one felt like it took 15 years, and the Tanaka deal kind of flew by, in my opinion. Like, yeah. I can't believe Tanaka's contract is up. It's pretty wild. What do you think? I'm just now kind of
1: freestyling off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, when we talk about a fourth outfielder, Move on from Gardner. See if you can get Puig for cheap on a one-year deal. You've given you've kept flexibility for the future because it's only a one-year deal because you just missed a full season. Um, maybe you can give him like a second-year option with like a small buyout. Um, you get to start Clint. You have a season major leaguer who will only be thirty as your fourth outfielder. He's got a lot to prove still.
3: He'd probably love him. being a Yankee too. He'd probably eat it up.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying everyone grow a beard, but maybe we just got to let some personalities, you know, show up.
3: Yeah, I prefer a left-handed batter in that role just because we don't fucking have any. But, I mean, I'd be I'd be fine with Puig. Do you, do you, now let me ask you this. Let me flip it around. Do you think we're too right-handed? Like, I think that's a major problem we kept talking about matchup issues with the Rays and that's why we did the stupid game two plan. But like our lineup is just, I just think we have too many righties and it's eat. We, we keep getting exploited by guys like glass. Now great righty pitchers. I mean, at a certain point it, you know, definitely becomes a factor.
1: I think it's just fresher in our minds because we tried to get fucking cute with game two. And we yeah. tried to, you know, we tried to nerd it up with the reds. And I think a Put it best. Don't try to play there. Just go out there and play baseball better than them. That's all that we were all hoping for.
3: CC criticized uh, Cashman and Boone, too. I don't know if you saw that. There was a post article about that. But he basically said, we tried to play the Rays game instead of our game and and outsmarted ourselves. And that is going to be – that is the moment that we're going to look back on. It's the second inning of game two because it seems like that really took the wind out of our sails. They were kind of cruising up until that point. They had won their first three playoff games relatively – comfortably and then and then Hap came in and it was just like a shit show from there so i, I really think we're going to look back at that moment and it was a moment where everybody kind of knew that it wasn't going to work there, there were very few people that were like i like this plan <laughs> it's um
1: i mean i also i think hap was a stubborn little bitch and he doesn't like the way things went and he felt like maybe he was showed up and he said after he said like oh, i prefer to start and all that stuff he was like but if i'm out there you get my all And that's the same as saying, like, I'm not going to lie to you. So, oh, so you thought about lying to me. Or you're probably lying to me. So it's like, you don't be like, "Uh, I'm going to bitch about
3: it, but I did give it my all. No, you didn't. If he would have went out there in his four innings and allowed one run or zero runs and he wanted to kind of complain that he didn't like it a bit, fine. But he let up five runs in in two and two-thirds. You you can't say shit. And he would have gotten rocked whether – I've said this every time. Whether it was the first inning, the third inning, the fifth inning – the guy can't pitch. He's going to get rocked. I am so happy. I'm never going to have to watch his, his bald ass in pinstripes anymore. He was awful. What an awful signing.
1: Well, also, if you were thinking like that after the game, you were thinking like that during the game.
3: So when you let a runner
1: get on second base or, you know, whatever the situation was, you're thinking in your head, you know, I'd be a lot more comfortable if I just started the game. You know. Yeah, it's
3: a crutch. It's a crutch. Yeah. It would have been different. Even though, think about it, he he didn't have to face the top of the order. The first time through, so it should have been it should have been easier for him. They gave him a clean inning. thought so they brought him in with second and third, two outs. Said get out of it.
1: I mean, listen. The last two seasons, Jay Happ has come into a game from the bullpen, and we've known that it was over. <laughs> yeah. We are yeah. like, oh well, there goes the season. Um, but yeah, do you want to do, do, I, want to do bullpen or? Yeah, I mean, bullpen is. I mean, some people are like, we got to move on from Chapman. No. Like, you just got to hope that he's better next year, you know? Or, like, he's given up some big home runs, but he saves a lot of games. And he doesn't give up a ton of runs. And he had a weird offseason and a weird start to the season. And we've got him under contract. So just, we'll see him next year. Uh, Britain is, you know, a. Great eighth inning guy. Like, we have those two guys, and that's great. And they're not going to be perfect, but no one is going to be perfect. We were spoiled with Mariano Rivera. Besides that, I am tired of seeing fucking Loisica or Sessa or, you know, like, and we have too many doughy fucking blonde guys out there in that bullpen.
3: We we do, and, and I'll start. I'll try and go in order here. So Chapman, I think part of the reason he gets a lot of criticism is it's the last thing that people will remember about the season. Like with Altuve, it was the last image, and this one it was the last image. But the guy's got a 1.71 playoff ERA with us, which is great. Britain have to pick up his two year two year option, no question. Uh, Green will be back. Adovino, he he makes nine million. I'm seeing if somebody going to take half of that. We'll eat half of it anywhere you want to go. Get him out of here. I think he's been broken since the last playoffs, and he can't be fixed. I don't know how you feel about him. It was I like I said. Him. It was like Brad Lidge. Like He got broken on a playoff home run by the Astros um, in an yeah, Astros game. In the same fucking spot. So he's. I'd like him gone. And, and, yeah, I mean, you saw it with the Rays. They just have this this parade of guys that could come in, and, and their relievers can throw 50 pitches. Those guys can go two and a third, two and two-thirds, and bullpen a game together. We could never do that. We need more bullpen. baseball It was so players. drastic. You just
1: need baseball players, you know, guys who just want to go out there and fucking grind. And, like, green to a certain extent is that. We want one inning from green. We need to get, like, four innings from green. He'll find a way to get it done.
3: Yeah, and we have one green, and the Rays have, like, four Chad greens.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I think we need to figure out for the bullpen, and it plays off the, um, you know, the rotation – of these billion young arms we have, we've got to figure out what kind of arm everyone is. Are you a starter? Are you a reliever? Are you a bolt guy? Let's figure that out, make a decision, and then let those guys be that. But I view our pitching entirely the way I view our organization, where I'd rather have the best 25 guys, the organization would rather have the best 75 guys.
3: Yeah, you're exactly right, and that leads into one thing that I did want to hit on, which is that we didn't do anything at the trade deadline, and that that is the perfect microcosm, right? Cashman was worried about the top 100, top 150 instead of the top 25, and his quote about, oh, the prices were too high. The prices were too high to win a championship. The price of a Gatorade, if I go into 7-Eleven, it's 2 bucks or whatever, right? If I'm hung over his balls in the middle of the desert, I might pay $25 for a Gatorade. So the price of anything has to be determined by how desperate you are and, and how how important it is. And, you know, we weren't – like I said, whatever. We weren't willing to give up our 18th best prospect for a solid reliever. Like, to me, that's blasphemy. Yeah. Um. Like, I'm with you.
1: we got to figure out we've got too many going to be someone arms.
3: Yeah. <laughs> great, great phrase there.
1: Like, just – Let's get some real arms. I'm tired of having one of, and like we don't even have the best farm system anymore, but I'm tired of hearing about our farm system, our depth, and some fucking 16 year old in the Dominican Republic. Like that's, give me a 30 year old man who's going to win me a World Series.
3: Yeah, and take one, like one of these guys, turn them into a dominant reliever, whether it's Davey, whether it's Clark Schmidt, whether it's Michael King or Loisaka. Like, like they are all these in-between guys that, well, can they start? Like, Loisaka like is the perfect example. Well, he's not really a starter. He's not really a setup man or a closer. So then what the fuck is he? Yeah, just start manufacturing fucking closers
1: out there. Make yes. four closers. You've got Chapman. You've got Britton. Get two more guys who will give you a shutdown one inning have them throw a billion miles an hour. Get your hardest throwing guys and just have them do that. And then you have two other guys who can give you a couple innings. Uh, you know, if you need length, you have a guy who can give you, you know, like two innings. And there you go. You've just yeah. built a bullpen.
3: And speaking of the four closers, the the first move that the Yankees have to make this off season, I believe it's three days after the World Series ends. They have to decide whether they are going to pick up the two year option for Britain or let him be a free agent and that is going to be a huge indicator that'll tell you all you need to know about you were bringing up the money how are they gonna found money spend the money that will tell you all you need to know because if they don't bring Britain back for the two years of 27 million you know they are going cheap as hell the rest of the offseason.
1: yeah you got to um, you got to bring them back you, you have to because you kind of the way we talk about it, like if you don't have your two aces your three aces the front end you need two closers
3: yeah absolutely especially with you know Chapman had the COVID this year he's had sometimes he gets hurt you absolutely need a minimum of two closers I would think Green will be back on arbitration but like I said try and find I'm trying to find a way to you want to save money I'm ship out of Vino out eat half of that contract and he's in he's a guy that maybe New York just isn't for him yeah,
1: I think he's rattled. Send him to a sports psychologist, like whatever it is. Um, like I'm not dying to get rid of him because you want it to work out, local guy. But it's either got to happen or not. We can't have a guy making nine million dollars sitting in the bullpen, just sitting in the bullpen.
3: Yeah, and, he, and he's so limited. He can't get lefties out. He can't hold people on. Like they steal. It's like a merry-go-round on the bases when he's. And he came <laughs> in <laughs> saying
1: he'd strike out Babe Ruth.
3: Another guy that talks too much shit doesn't do enough. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, we've been talking for a while. It's depressing. Like, yeah, nah, yeah.
3: What's your overall, when you look back on this season, what are you going to think? You Absolute know? failure. Absolute failure. There's no other way to look. We didn't even get out of the DS. There's not, and I'm not one of those guys that's, you know, if you don't win the World Series, it's a failure. If they would have gotten to the World Series and lost to the Dodgers in six games, I would not call that season a failure. But to get punked, to get absolutely punked by your your who's now might be our biggest rival currently, the Rays. Uh, how could you look at that as anything but a failure? To have this team not win
1: the division, we yeah we were the fifth seed in this extended playoffs, but like we were fighting for the eighth seed for a yeah. bit there. Um, yeah,
2: we didn't win the
0: division.
1: Just a terrible we didn't fucking season. win the division. A waste of a year. A waste of a year. Um, so we're gonna. I mean. And they've already said Boone's coming back, so which you knew, yeah. But I hope it's just that this—it's a lame duck. Like let him be a lame duck. I don't think they're going to extend him anyway. Let him be a lame duck. I think the 2021 season is going to be a big—who's here, who's not here? Because we got to get something done at some point, in the year.
3: Yeah, we're we're gonna find out a lot, a lot, and I think. You know, on the coaching staff, I don't know if they've announced this, but Marcus Timms and the other guys, PJ Pilatari or, or something, you know, got to gotta think that those guys need to work on some approach-based things with hitting, two-strike hitting, putting the ball in play. Like like we talk about organizational failures, organizational philosophies. They, they have to do something about the home run, strikeout, walk thing, because that's all these guys do.
1: You worry at times when it comes to coaching staff with like the what we've determined is like the ego of these players that like they haven't necessarily earned or the aura that they haven't earned. Mm-hmm. How much of it is just like, well, what am I, what am I going to tell this guy? Let him go out there and, and play. Like how much real coaching is happening? Yeah. Nah. Someone's got to tell Aaron judge when
3: he sucks and it can't just be me. Um. <laughs> right now, right now it is just you, but yeah, and I, I know we're wrapping this up, but to go in with the expectations that we had, in February, March, and now to sit here and talk through all of these holes and issues, it's very jarring. When opening day, not opening day, when uh, pitchers and
1: catchers, if I told you that this is where we'd be and this is how we feel and like this is why, we'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's we're been a, a crazy year. You. It's been a crazy year. I mean, I asked you to do this show with me and there are a lot of promises of good times that just haven't happened. So <laughs> for everyone who listened, I mean, it's been an emotional year. We're gonna take a couple weeks off because we're not watching baseball, and uh, you know, political climate and stuff. It's probably better you don't have to listen to me. Um, so we're gonna take a couple weeks off. We'll be back. I don't know, probably around like the winter meetings. We'll we'll start talking about the off season. But you don't need to hear from us for a couple weeks. So stay subscribed. Give us five stars. Give us a review. Tell your friends for next year. You know, on our end, doing this, I know, Nick, it was your first year, you know, really getting into a lot of content. Like, the reason we do this isn't for, like, sometimes, like, the tweets are fun back and forth, but it's to be at Billy's and have the conversations with you guys. Oh, I listened to this, like, you know, and and give me feedback and, and give Nick feedback and have those conversations and come out to BP crew events and, you know, let me buy you a beer at the stadium, and and you know, let's shoot the shit and tell some jokes. And we didn't get that this year, and that is unfortunate. We we wish we could have had it with you guys, um. But we'll be back next year. You know, we'll be back at the stadium. We'll be shooting the shit. We'll be making it happen. Uh, you know, personally, I'm very much looking forward to getting back to a sense of normalcy surrounding the Yankees because, listen, as you get older, I mean. I'm 35 years old. I just lost my, year 35, my age 35 season. <laughs> my knees are going to be blown out soon. Like, you just don't – I don't know, to not have ever through the work week to be like, well, Saturday, though,
3: I'm going to be at the stadium. Nope. It sucks. Yeah, It, it was tough for us. It was tough not having any of that, and, and really appreciate everybody listening this year. Obviously, it was a shitty year in a, in a lot of ways. I hope we were able to bring some laughs, some relief – some whatever after after a bad game or a bad series, um, and some good times after after good series and good games. And I'm really excited to see everybody next year at the games, at Billy's, uh, the dugout, you know, wherever we end up, section 205. Uh, cannot wait to be back there. I think it's going to be very emotional walking into that stadium again. Man, it, it's been a fucking
1: forever. I think we're going to see grown men cry. Maybe you. Yeah, Mike. See, I was
3: going to say you might see a 28 year old man right here yeah. cry. <laughs>
1: Nick's taking a couple uh, weeks break from Twitter so he doesn't have to break down the season, but you can follow him
3: at ncurbynyy. I'll be back soon.
1: Follow me at JJ from the Bronx. Follow the show at George's Box Pod. We're just taking a couple weeks off so we can uh, make sure that... Because, honestly, we just put out some half-assed thing making up shit to talk about, like we had to for a lot of the spring. It's not to your benefit. So... We really appreciate everyone who listened. Uh, we look forward to seeing you in person. I can't stress that enough. Really reflecting on the season, like getting to meet so many different people every year that I've been doing this, from starting at Barstool, leaving Barstool, my year off, Bronx Pinstripes. Like that's what I've missed is uh, being around you guys, being at the stadium, having those you know conversations, whether it be talking about the You know, baseball or just making dick jokes about some dance circle at Billy's and some construction (laughs) worker in the middle of it. Um, That's what we look forward to. Hopefully these guys who we asked to step up, step up. Hopefully we make the deals that we need to make to get the right guys in place. Hopefully we play with some heart. So not only next year will we be back at the stadium, but we will see you at the parade.
2: From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being.